How Clouds Are the Missing Piece in Predicting Climate Change. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Last week, about 100 large fires were burning in the U.S. West, consuming more than 4.5 million acres, and experts are alarmed at the speed at which they've spread. The Associated Press reports that in California, at least three major fires exploded and moved rapidly. One in Plumas County spread 25 miles in a day, and similar patterns have occurred in Oregon, where a fire moved tens of miles in one afternoon. Experts say climate change is driving this extreme fire behavior, with much of California, Oregon, and Washington in severe drought and enduring record-breaking heat. In California, the climate has already shifted to worsen fire risk. An official with the state's fire protection services told Vox that summers are longer, hotter, and drier, making the environment more vulnerable. Another change is that in the past, different biomes, such as forests and chaparral, burned at different times of the year, starting midsummer in northern areas and moving south in the autumn. But this year, they're happening simultaneously. Much of the West is forecast to remain hot and dry in the coming weeks. And as fall approaches, seasonal winds are expected to pick up, increasing the odds of more fire. Clouds may be the key to understanding how global warming will accelerate across the planet, Understanding how much is up in the air. Clouds can shield the Earth by reflecting sunlight into space, acting like a kind of parasol. Or they can behave like an insulating blanket by preventing some of the heat in our atmosphere from escaping. Which of these two effects will dominate, parasol or blanket, is still unclear. But according to new research in the UK, the blanket might be more likely for two reasons. As a general rule, the higher and thinner a cloud, the more effective it is at preventing heat from escaping into space. The lower and thicker a cloud, the better it is at reflecting sunlight away from the Earth's surface. Our atmosphere currently contains far more low, thick clouds than high, thin ones, but global warming is expected to change that. Writing in the conversation, the authors say the amount of low clouds is expected to decrease in the tropics as global temperatures rise, reducing their parasol effect. High clouds will move even higher in the atmosphere as it warms, making them more effective blankets. It's clear the planet will continue to warm as carbon is released into the atmosphere, but for any given climate model, the authors say our future may be written in the clouds as they will be the single most important factor in predicting outcomes. We all might remember the water cycle from science class. Water moves from the atmosphere to the land, to the oceans, and back again. It's a pattern that dictates climate and weather around the globe. But oceans are warming due to carbon emissions, and that's causing more evaporation, throwing the water cycle for a loop. Changes to the water cycle have been hard to quantify in the past, but a new study from the Chinese Academy of Sciences has been able to do so based on salinity shifts in seawater. Evaporation takes fresh water from the ocean into the atmosphere and leaves behind increased salt content. As Courthouse News explains, the study shows that for every degree of warming since 1960, the water cycle has been amplified by as much as 4%. The authors forecast that if the planet warms just to the proposed limit in the Paris Climate Agreement, the water cycle could be juiced by as much as 8%, causing dry regions to become drier and wet regions to get wetter. 
Microplastics from bottles, laundry, and now personal protective equipment are flooding the oceans, but there's another source for contamination that's not received a lot of attention, paint. A report published by the World Economic Forum says a significant source of the plastic contamination comes from blasting methods used to maintain steel surfaces such as in shipyards and on bridges and offshore oil rigs. The pollution also comes when painted steel surfaces corrode and deteriorate from wear and tear. It's estimated six million tons of paint are applied to industrial marine steel structures annually, and about five percent of that falls off each year, with much of it flowing into the ocean. The main method to maintain a steel surface is to sandblast it, but little of the waste is collected and recycled. The authors call for more regulation of the paint pollution. And finally, in these stressful times, a bit of good news. The avocado apocalypse has been avoided. Some have written obituaries for the trendy fruit as heat waves, droughts, and pests have threatened avocado production. An intense demand has led to deforestation in Mexico and depleted groundwater in Chile, making avocado farming potentially unsustainable. To make sure there would be guacamole for future generations in a warming world, a researcher in Australia has put them on ice, sort of. Chris O'Brien, a PhD candidate at the University of Queensland, has been able to cryopreserve avocado shoots and later revive them to create healthy plants. Cryopreservation is the same technique used to freeze human sperm and eggs at minus 196 degrees Celsius, and the method has been applied to other plants such as bananas, grapevines, and apples. Up until now, no one has been able to cryopreserve avocados despite more than four 40 years of research. But O'Brien did. He says it takes about 20 minutes to revive the plants, and in two months they'll have new leaves and be ready to begin their path toward life in an orchard. A bonus is that cryopreservation uses liquid nitrogen, which O'Brien says does not require electricity to maintain its temperature, so it can preserve plants indefinitely. So let's all take a deep breath. Your avocado toast is safe. That's it for this week in water. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.